0: I have the privilege and honor to be with you today because we are celebrating, today we are celebrating that someone is joining the spiritual body of Jesus Christ. So we are here to celebrate that. But before that happens, I would like to explain to you a bit what is all this about, what is baptism about. So I put together some slides, I put together some uh, quotes straight from the Bible so we may understand. Why we have to do this? Do it is really necessary? Why we have to do it? What is the significance? What is the meaning of being baptized? So, first of all, uh, I would like to say that it's a commandment. It's a little step of obedience. When the Lord came before He left earth, He said, go and make disciples to all the nations by ta- baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, we do it as a uh, as, as a step of obedience as well as a step of faith. So that's the main reason that we do uh, baptism because our Lord Jesus commanded us to do it. But I would like to explain to you what is baptism. Uh, the word baptism comes from a uh, Greek word uh, baptisma, which means to immerse or submerge. So you put something inside water or when you when you put some, someone on the grave, you are actually baptizing that person in Greek. You are putting him in, in the grave, inside the earth. In this case, we are doing it in water. So that is the meaning of the word baptis- Baptisma, As I put it there, it's an outward sign of an inward decision taken by faith. So... When we come to Lord, when someone comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ, when someone accepts accepts the Lord as his Lord and Savior, he is actually taking a decision by faith that he he has nailed. Basically, I want to explain a bit. I want to explain a bit. When we accept the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, what we are saying is, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins on the cross and you are my perfect sacrifice you are my Lamb of God remember that John says when he saw Jesus coming into the Jordan River, here it is the man who takes away, he is the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world so basically what we are doing is identifying ourselves with the Lamb of God. He is my perfect sacrifice. I'm laying all my life on on this Lamb. All my sins, all my wrongdoing, all my shortcomings are placing it on this Lamb. This is this is the sacrifice I'm presenting before the Lord. And at the same time the holiness and the perfections and the innocence of the Lamb is coming into you. In this case it's Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God His innocence, His righteousness is being passed to me So basically when we accept the Lord Jesus, this is what we are doing. We are placing my hands on the Lamb of God and transferring all my sins to the Lamb and at the same time from the Lamb His innocence and perfection is coming to me. So I, uh, so, the, when this happens, the, in this case, in the, um, the priest takes the lamb and kills it in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the foreshadow, uh, Jesus is the fulfillment of, the, of that foreshadow. He was nailed to the cross. He was killed. He was punished for all my sins so I can walk away justified because Jesus carried all my sins and at the same time Jesus has taken all my, my, my sins he did not sin in, in him there was no sin he knew no sin he became a sin when he received all our shortcomings our, all, uh, all our sins so basically, when I take this decision of faith, of believing that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, I can walk away justified. In a sense, what happens is that I die with Jesus in the cross. This is exactly what happened. My old self was put to death on the cross. And he was, and as you all know, Jesus was buried. And after that, after, on the third day, he was raised. So in the same manner, we all die All of us who have believed Jesus Christ, we all have died with him on the the cross. For us, death is in the past. We will no longer, we cannot die. If you read the the scriptures, they they say the believers sleep; They don't die because death doesn't have a power over us anymore because we have believed in Jesus Christ. In the same manner we went after that uh, we were raised also with him. meaning that we have received the resurrection life of jesus also we have been raised with him we have been raised to a new life a life free from the grip of sin we sin doesn't have power over us anymore because we are no longer on the law we are under grace we have been justified by grace by the power of the lord jesus christ resurrection the resurrection of jesus is basically the divine receipt that says all my sins have been cleared away if if the sacrifice of Jesus was not enough for God the Father to justify our sins, re- Jesus couldn't raise from the dead. But because his sacrifice was enough, and his sacrifice accepted all the wrath and the holy punishment of God, now he can be raised from the dead. So that's our divine receipt. We have been raised with Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay, so when you accept all this in your heart, basically that you can seal that commitment with a baptism. It's like getting married. When you get married, before, uh, uh, you go through the motions of, go, uh, of organizing the wedding and go to the civil authorities and make the commitment in paper and everything, and you, and you, have a, uh, and you put on each other a, a ring that signifies that commitment. Oh, obviously, like, like, like for instance, today I'm not wearing my ring, but that doesn't mean I'm not married. I'm still married. <laughs> I'm still married. Uh, <laughs> in the same in the, oh, some days I wake up and say, uh, and I just wake up feeling, but today I, I don't feel married but don't fool yourself you are married (laughs) even if you don't feel it you are married it's the same here once you have been safe don't believe i mean your emotions change from day to day one day you can feel. You can be feeling next to the glory of God, and the next hour you will feel like you are miles away from God, and you don't feel His presence. But don't fool yourself because of your feelings, because your feelings doesn't have to do anything with the fact that you have been saved, regardless of why, whether you feel it or not. You are safe, forever safe, eternally safe. Amen? Amen. So basically, what you do with baptism is like putting a ring on it saying, uh, making a public declaration that now you have been, you are a born-again person, you have now a believer, a Christian, and basically now you are joining the body of believers on that and making everyone participant of that good news in your life. Okay? So there are some foreshadows of of the baptism in the Old Testament. We can see in the Old Testament there are some uh, images that signifies what the real baptism in Jesus Christ is. So if we go to the next... Okay, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first foreshadows in the Old Testament is, <coughs> is the Flood and Noah's Ark. So basically the earth was full of uh, sin. It needs uh, cleansing. So God decided to send the Flood. But not everyone on the Flood died. There was, there was this uh, family, yeah, Noah's, uh, Noah's family was saved. In, in total, eight people were saved. And basically, the earth was purified through the waters of, of, of the flood. And this imagery represents, the ark represents Jesus. The, uh, the ark is Jesus Christ, and we are all in the ark. And we've all been, by, been purified by water, as 1 Peter says. To those who were disobedient, long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built, in it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism, that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to Him. So I have highlighted some words. We've been saved through water but this water is a a symbol of the baptism that saves you by the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. So today... We can say with assurance, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has taken away the guilt and the shame. When you receive Jesus Christ, there is no need for you to be shameful anymore. You can still make mistakes because you are still, we are still in this, in this world and in this body that someday, we'll, one day, will be transformed into a perfect body. But in the meantime, uh, we will fall here and there. But we are no longer slaves to sin. When you declare, when you identify with Jesus and you say, Lord, you are my perfect righteousness. I'm not justified because of my uh, right doing. I'm justified because of what you did on the cross. It's not your right doing but makes you right with God because you cannot, do, you cannot help yourself. It's the, it's his finished work is now your righteousness. Jesus' perfection, Jesus' righteousness is now yours by faith. Remember the divine exchange that happened on the cross. He is your righteousness, not because, and you are righteous not because of what you're doing, because of what he did on the cross. So now we have a clear conscience t- towards God. So, <coughs> sorry. So today we may fail, yes, but like in Noah's Ark, I'm pretty sure when all the family of Noah was inside, uh, was inside the Ark, probably the waters were too rough. And I would assume everyone was moving, and at some point, some people stumbled and, and, and fell. But, but they, they fell inside the ark. So, same with us. We may fail here and there, but be assured that you are falling inside the ark, because you are in Christ Jesus. You are not falling out of the ark to be drawn and to die. No, you are, you are falling inside the ark, and you can stand up knowing that Christ, you are in Christ. You are hidden in Christ. You are protected, you are righteous, forever righteous, and the work of the Holy Spirit will make you perfect and better person every day. It's his working, not our working. That's the first foreshadow? Can we go to the next? So the second foreshadow of the baptism is the crossing of the Red Sea with Moses, Rem- remembering the Old Testament when the people of uh, Israel uh, was led by Moses out of Egypt, out of slavery, into the Promised Land, they have to do a crossing, a crossing of faith. So God supernaturally opened the waters and they crossed to water. So they, they crossed to water to leave behind a life of slavery into a life when they, they were the, uh, to the Promised Land where they were no longer slaves, they were free to worship God. They were free to enjoy the good life that God has prepared for them in the Promised Land. So it says in 1 Corinthians 10, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So we can see every time in the Old Testament when there is a passing of, crossing of water, that's a foreshadow of, of baptism. Every time Israel crossed the water was to a better life. It was crossing from death, to, uh, like in here, from the slavery to be free, to be the people of God. In Noah's case, they cross the water so they can come out to a new world, to a new life. And there is, the, uh, there is another images, image, next one, is the circumcision is another image of baptism. It says in Colossians that in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. If you notice in all examples you are the recipient of God's work. You don't have to do anything. The only thing that you have to do is place your faith in the working of God. It's God who does all the working. You don't have to do anything. He is the one, he is the one who cuts the sin on your life. He is the one, he, he is the one who, perf- who makes you perfect. He is the one who justifies you before the Father. He, Jesus is the perfect finished word of Jesus who makes you perfect. Uh, who makes you free to enjoy His presence, to enjoy a new life. All we have to do is believe. Place your faith in Jesus. It's all you have to do. Set your eyes on Jesus. Set your your eyes on His finished work. Place uh, your faith in His finished work. And everything else is done for you. He is the one who cuts the flesh. He is the one who makes you perfect. He is the one who may uh, who come uh, who makes you come out of the waters alive as it says in the next verse when you were dead in your sins and in this uncircumcision uncircumcision of your flesh god made you alive there is no way that you can resurrect yourself there is no way that you can change yourself two thousand years in the old testament for two thousand years the people of uh, the people of israel were trying to attain the blessings and the righteousness of God through their own works, and they couldn't. That's why Jesus has to, has to came. Jesus, God sent a savior. He didn't send a lawmaker. He didn't say someone who put more rules and regulations on your life. Because as much as you want to improve yourself, you cannot do it. You need a savior. And that's, and that's all we have to disbelieve. is believe. Because he's the one who does the work. He's the one who made you alive in Christ because He forgave all our sins. He canceled all the legal charges that were against us in the cross. So we are free to enjoy days of heaven on earth. We are free to enjoy the free favors of God, all because all has been paid through Jesus Christ. Next, Uh, let's go to the next. So, believe in Jesus, that's the true baptism, as I've been explaining. When, when Jesus came to earth, he, he, he himself went into the waters of that baptism. And John said, but you should be b- baptizing me, why should I baptize you? And he said, to fulfill all righteousness, you should do this for me. Because he came to identify with, ours, with us, he came uh, God came became men and dwell amongst us. He came to identify with our condition. That's why he set an exa- example for us. That's why he was the first one to went to the waters of baptism. So we can follow on his example. So Romans says, oh, Don't you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism to death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live in a new life. So we all have now the resurrection life of Jesus flowing through our veins, flowing through our body. We have been made alive. And this and this the resurrection life that flows through us has a practical effect in our bodies. We can now claim All the promises of health and goodness from God because now it's a reality on us we are partakers of the eternal life of Jesus we are the reflection of the glory of Jesus here on earth wherever we go just remind yourself every day that the resurrection life of Jesus is on you and because as Jesus is today on heaven so are you in this world so walk so That our job as believers is identify identify ourselves every day with the with with the risen Christ, as He is right now in heaven. So are we? The Bible says that we are reigning in life with Him. So I believe we are we are not in a position of reigning in life if we are always in debt or we we are always ill with infirmities. So we need to start we need to start learning to identify ourselves with Christ. Is Jesus having this condition? As if you have certain condition in your body, just declare, is Jesus right now suffering from this condition, whatever condition it is on heaven? No, He's healthy, He's strong, He lives after the power of a resurrection life. As He is, so am I in this world. And see how your condition, how your body starts to manifest the resurrection life by having health, by having enough by do you think Jesus another example is if you feel from the you suffer from depression and if you suffer from being always under the cloud of the not condemnation, of shame. Do you think Jesus is living like that right now on on heaven? No. He's happy, he's joyful, he's full he's full of, of joy. So as he is, so are you in this world. As you come out from this place into this coming week, remember every day that you are living under an open heaven. Emmanuel is now with you every day. Whatsoever you do shall prosper. Wherever you go, the presence of the Lord is going with you. He's placing a crown of grace and favor on your head. Wherever you go, you change the atmosphere of that place. Whatsoever you do prospers. So that is what you have in Christ. And that's what we have come to celebrate today. That we have a new life and we want to, uh, we want to tell the world to, uh, through baptism that we now are co-participants of this eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen.